Thank you so much to this week's episode sponsor, 93 Wellness, a Black-owned CBD hemp flower company. 93 Wellness has been a supporter of the show previously, so I'm excited to share them again with new listeners. 93 Wellness Flower is sourced from U.S. Farm Bill compliant hemp farms, so you know it's clean and of the highest quality. The company was founded in my hometown of Houston, Texas by a fellow Houstonian, so I of course have tried some of the 93 Wellness Flower myself and I'm obsessed. I'm always recommending them to people looking for quality and effective CBD flower because it really is some of the best that I have had. Want to try 93 Wellness Flower for yourself? You can currently find 93 Wellness at South Park Water Tree at New Wellness Today, at Trees Cannabis Co., and various other retail locations in Texas, Oklahoma, and surrounding areas. You can also order from the company directly as well, and if you're in the greater Houston area, you may be eligible for direct delivery. Check them out on Instagram at 93.wellness and 93.fitness to learn more and support a Black-owned canna brand today. Rated M for mature. We want more. We want more. Like, we really like it. We want more. Welcome back to Wine, Weed, and Weave. It's season three, and I'm excited to be back for another season. Thank you all for listening and supporting the show up to this point. As you guys know, or for those that are new here, the whole reason I created this show is to highlight and share the work and voices of Black and brown women in the cannabis industry, whether they're advocates, creators, educators, or growers. I have women like today's guest on the show to share their experiences from their own mouth. Um, disclaimer as always everyone on the show is over the age of 21 and we live in a state that legally is allowed to consume cannabis and or alcohol so that's on that uh no announcements this week usual announcements as always you know you guys know how to find me and if you are a woman-owned or a black-owned or a minority-owned uh, cannabis business and you want to connect with me so you can um you know be featured on the show just find me on instagram at the marijuana ayana you can find all my info there to reach out to me for more information on that. So today's guest is a very knowledgeable and talented writer that has had features in Leafly, Weed Maps, Kitchen Toke, Chicago Mag. There's probably more. I probably missed some. Um, she's a cannabis educator and content creator slash graphic designer who also says she is a Black, queer, proud, and high woman of color. Please welcome Oh my gosh, I already am going to forget it. I'm going to butcher this name all day. Please tell me again, girl. I'm so sorry. Daytriana. Daytriana. Please welcome Daytriana, better known as Up in Smoke Sessions. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's been a very busy day, as I just told you. But I mean, it's all weed related, so we really can't complain, you know? That's great. That's awesome. What are you smoking on today? I heard your torch in the back. And I was like, <laughs> yes, there's dabs happening. I so actually I was using like a small torch to light a joint because I couldn't find a small light. Oh. Ridiculous. Uh I'm smoking on truffle runts because I already had it rolled and I was like, why not 
taking a rip seemed like too much work right now. I thought you were taking dabs over there. I'm taking dabs today. Nice. Well, I'm super looking forward to having you on the show. Um, I mentioned to you before we started recording, I've been following you for a while and I love your page and kind of just this new perspective you offer. Um, Today, we're going to be talking about cannabis and glass culture. And as we know, there's not many women of color like in the glass space in the cannabis industry. And as I've seen from your stories and, you know, kind of the experience that you've had, you've had some run-ins with people kind of not believing you know what you're talking about, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean... Oh, as a black woman, as a woman, like, as a queer person, I am mm-hmm. used to people underestimating me and wanting me to prove myself to them, or worse, not even giving me a chance to do that or, like, show you who I am. No. Having some audio issues here. Oh no. Can you hear me now? Yes. Okay. Um, I thought it was me because there's like a plane flying over me. <laughs> oh. Um, okay, sorry, I can start over. Um I was no just problem. saying like basically, you know, I'm not unfamiliar with uh people underestimating me and Mm -hmm. wanting me to prove myself to them. Um, And the more I feel like I enter these spaces that are mostly homogenous and dominated by white men, cis white men at that, Mm -hmm. um, that's just kind of the name of the game. Like I also work in tech, so that is another space that is dominated Uh, by white men. And so having done that now for almost like six years, Um, And before that, I worked in consulting. So like, I've never been in a space where my identity is one that was the norm besides college. I went to Howard um, and thank God I did because I needed to believe in my blackness in order to be able to deal with this stuff. (laughs) Yeah, I'm so glad you said you went to Howard because that's the place that you like. I mean, obviously, Howard alum are, like, super proud of it. But I feel like that's the space where a lot of people of color got to just be themselves for the first time and, like, feel comfortable in their own skin. Yeah, it was interesting, too, because it's like, you know, in college, you're trying to find yourself. But also, it's a space that is allowing you to sort of, like, figure out who you are and who you've been. It's like, oh, you're unlocking parts of yourself. And that, Mm -hmm. for me, is, like, what? what you need in order to kind of like fall back on on those really hard days where people are saying random things to you on Instagram or whatever um yeah like I will say like I've had some positive experiences on Instagram with like men in the glass community um good which was very surprising but we can get into that more (laughs) (laughs) yeah I definitely have some questions for you I don't even know what I'm dabbing on I usually share what I'm smoking on I don't know it's um, it was in my collection of jars. It's something good. I don't know. It tastes good. Um, so, for my first question, I asked this to everybody. Uh, what was your first experience with cannabis like, and how did you like it? Did you love it immediately? Were you a little like skeptical? And how did it lead to you ending up in this space today? So my very first time consuming, I want to say I was like home for a Christmas break between like one year in college and I just like was in the car with friends 
and they happened to have like a joint and so we smoked that <coughs> um but that wasn't like super memorable another time i remember mm-hmm. was like being in jamaica and like randomly getting some flowers <coughs> from someone on the beach oh no, jamaican weed is good it's really good yeah and like just pretty much my wife who was my girlfriend at the time we pretty much just like smoked together and then <laughs> um we're just like laughing on the beach and like eating this popcorn that we had gotten from the bar or whatever like it was just so <laughs> random but it was like she doesn't consume so it's really bizarre actually that at that time she did it um so that I was mean, cool. when in Jamaica you kind of have exactly to. <laughs> and that was pretty much her perspective on it too um so yeah that was pretty much how I started out and that didn't turn me into like a regular consumer um I didn't really at the time like my first time I think I was like 19 or 20 I didn't start smoking regularly until I was like 25 um and the thing that drew me to it then was like um wanting to be less anxious and be able to focus Mm -hmm. um I was kind of like starting my therapy journey and that's hard deep work and I needed something very much so yeah it was just like the phase of my life that I was in was just like one of change I was like starting grad school and I had just moved to New York it was just like a lot of things that were making me anxious and stressed but I also Mm -hmm. had a lot of stuff that I was trying to accomplish and nothing else seemed to be helping me and I'm like okay you all say this helps you relax so let me see if I can find the right strain and then I discovered sour diesel and it was downhill from there um, oh no! I was like, "Wait, sour diesel—that's not a relaxing strain at all. Not at all. That's one that can make you really anxious if you have anxiety. I typically don't touch sour diesel because I have anxiety. So, so at the time, it was fine. Like I can't smoke it now, which is really interesting. But when I was smoking it regularly, it was exactly mm-hmm. what I needed. If I smoked it today, it would make me yeah. have like almost a panic yeah. attack. But yeah, so. That just it's also got me stronger into it. now, I feel like. Sour diesels and, like, all strains just, like, are a lot stronger these days. Yeah, and New York sour diesel is actually a little bit different than sour diesels in other places. So it might have also just, like, had some nice, like, focusing effects because it wasn't as yeah. heady as some other ones I've had. Yeah. So as you said, you didn't, you know, you weren't a regular consumer. You, you know, are going through therapy and anxiety, and you start consuming regularly. From there, did you know you wanted to, like, work in the space and be a professional in the industry, or it kind of just happened? No. So, like, I work, like I said, I work in tech. Um, That is my full-time job. Uh, Mm -hmm. I went to school for marketing and then for interaction design. Like, I got an MFA in it. And Black women do everything. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, so this, like, cannabis, I was just, like, a consumer minding my business Mm -hmm. to do my other work and, like, be social. Um, so I did that just like consuming for three years and I was like, oh, it would be cool if I like created some kind of content, but whatever. And so kept doing that. Oven Smoke's only been around for a little over a year, um, or almost like a year and a half. Um, but that's amazing. Cause the kind of following and the engagement you have on there, it's, um, it's like, it's huge and it's only a year old. Yeah. So, and that's why I'm like, yeah, it really came out of nowhere. Like I moved from New York to Chicago and Illinois had just legalized cannabis. And so I was like, oh, I want to be on the like early frontier of this thing and like help usher people into this new time or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so I started up and smoke on December 1st of 2019. (coughs) And then they legalized cannabis January 1st of 2020. 
And so I had like a month of lead time of content to like rope people in. Um, And even then it's like shifted before I started focusing on doing like product reviews and all of that. And now I Mm -hmm. mostly like design content um, with like some strain reviews and stuff in there. But the content has definitely shifted as a result of like the market here and all of that. Um, But I really just decided like, this was going to be a hobby of mine. Like I still work full time in tech. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I work going up and smoke in the evenings and the weekends. Um, I decided like I was interested in writing. I had done some writing before about like product design and all of that. And just like race, racism and equity and tech and that kind of thing. And I was like, I know that I'm a good writer. So let me see how I can like pivot to writing about cannabis and mm-hmm. I also became a bud tender part-time because I worked full-time remote from my full-time job. So I was like, okay, I want to meet some people and like learn more from other mm-hmm. people who That's know more than me. That's a great way to me. learn about <laughs> weed too, yeah. Yeah, so I was like, and I'm going to get paid for it in a discount on products. So I decided to bud tend part-time. I did that for like eight months. And that was like in the thick of the time that I was running up in smoke. So it was really nice to just like have all those interactions and stuff. But then COVID mm-hmm. happened. So that was a mess, but I kept attending still like deep into the winter of last year. Um, mm-hmm. And then I stopped doing that to just focus on my writing because I was making more money and I could do it from home. And I <laughs> was no longer digging the vibes at the dispensary I was at. I feel that. I've definitely opened a bartender at some shady dispensaries. Yeah. So I understand. Um, how did you get into, I mean, you mentioned, of course, like, obviously, you are a writer, you just pivoted to cannabis. How did you kind of become a published writer in like Leafly? Like that is not just something that, you know, falls out of the sky. I feel like a lot of people are probably like Leafly girl, like, how did that happen? Yeah, so <clears throat> I haven't published a piece with Leafly yet. Uh it should be out soon, my first one. Yeah. Um, but mm-hmm. also like weed maps, kitchen toga, I thought kitchen toga was really cool. Totally. Chicago um, Mag, like all those publications, you know, you went from text to this and this, and now you're published. And I'm like, what? How- yeah. So Crazy. I can walk you through <laughs> sort of how that came to be. So from book tending, I like, I had decided I was going to write my newsletter. I launched my newsletter on 420 of last year. Um, and mm-hmm. so people were already con- which I'm subscribed to is yes subscribe. thank you so much um that's my little love child uh so I was writing that and then I was like I want to be doing more and a friend of mine who's also a bud tender uh used to write the ask the bud tender column for Chicago magazine and mm-hmm. was deciding to take their column over to weed maps and just reached out to me via email because I had previously asked them to connect me to their editor at Weedmap. So they did that. And that was how I got that connection, literally by being like, hey, would you mind if I mm-hmm. like contacted Dredd or whatever? And they were like super nice about it and like very supportive. So then they followed up like, hey, I'm leaving Chicago Mag and taking my column, but I recommended you. And so that's how I got the column. And then when you tell people you have a column called Ask a Buttender for <laughs> like my city's next magazine, they're like, okay, like, I pretty much feel like you can probably do this. So then it just kind of led to, like, a couple chats. Um, with Leafly in particular, I had to pound the pavement a little bit. Uh, and, like, I sent some DMs to some people who put me in contact with some other people. And that was, like, a slow burn over, like, six months. And so I was really excited to finally kind of make that connection. But honestly, it's really just been, like, hustling and deciding, mm-hmm. like, this is what I want and then not being afraid to just, like, go ask the person who can help me get closer to it and see if they'll help me. That's great. I love that. That's usually my number one advice to people when they ask me, like, 
what advice do I give people when they want to get into the industry? Like, just go in people's DMs and just email them and just see, like, who you can get in contact with because you never know who you can talk to and, like, what that could lead you. Clearly, you know, like... Yeah, (laughs) exactly. And it's, like, doing the work helps because it's, like, when I reach out to you, I also have Up in Smoke and the newsletter and the Instagram. And so you can see, like, I do this in words and visually, um, yeah, because then they go to your page and they go, okay, what did she create though? And they just see all the amazing things you create and they're like, yes. Yeah, right. I'm like, the page should give you a vibe. And that vibe is like me, but digitally. And if you're your rocking with it, then good. Homey. <laughs> it feels very like comfortable. I love being on your page. Like I said, because I don't see as many women of color in space who are like really like tapping into the just to the uh, education and, and class side as well. But you offer in a way that's just so relatable and so, like, comfortable, but also, like, kind of badass. I love that. (laughs) It's like, you know, you can, like, really kill it, but also be chill about it. And that's pretty much, like, the balance I'm trying to strike. I I feel like I got the balance of who you are from your page, for sure. (laughs) So I definitely want to get into the glass part of, like, your journey, because I feel like that's what a lot of people know you for, like your cloud shots oh my gosh just so oddly satisfying I I I like admire her cloud shots because I cannot get my camera to do what yours does and your setup (laughs) oh my gosh I'm sure it took you a lot of time and effort to like perfect this what's so funny about that is there are like all these white dudes on Instagram who I follow and watch them and their cloud videos and I'm like whoa they will set up like a full tent and or like a table with like a black tablecloth and then like a black background so that yeah like yeah and (laughs) And like I'm like okay I'm not gonna put that much effort into it so I try to just like make my personal space a part of it and I feel like like you have a little corner if you have any crystals or like a window that Mm -hmm. gets some good light like just look around your place and be like oh this might be nice and then as far as setting up your phone like get a phone stand or, like, lean it up on, against some books or something like that. Like, I just hack it and make stuff. Honestly, I just get too high after, like, four times. And I'm like, I don't, I can't do this <laughs> Now, that is a good point. You got to nail, like, the first or second take. Because if you don't, yeah. then you're going to be stoned and trying to do it again. And your piece is dirty. And it's like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> Never mind. Exactly. So, what sparked your interest in particular in, like, the glass and smoke accessories part of the industry specifically for those I love this story for you especially because my first job in the industry was working for a head shop so I love glass just as much as like the white guy who's on Instagram (laughs) I love that and I don't think a lot of black women get to like really have a space to like just be like I love glass and heady shit and yeah like but you only see like the white dudes with the beards talking about that so when I saw you I was like yes yeah, I agree with you. Um, the thing that got me into glass was dabbing. So I got a rig and getting a rig was like, okay, this, I mean, you need a rig unless you're going to use like a, a turf slurper or like a dab pen or something like that. But I was mm-hmm. like, I want to try the real thing. I had had a puff coat, didn't love it because it just like, I didn't really feel it. So I'm like, I'm going to try a real rig. Tried the rig. Cool. That was just like, all right, that let me know I'm into it. And then I started getting just like a couple small pieces here and there. And I was like, oh, this, like, is nice. I feel like I feel the high way more than joints. And it's faster to pack a bowl than it is to roll a joint. And that pretty much sold me on it. And then 
the pandemic happened I was already working from home but then it's like I'm also not leaving home for social time and so it's like what am I going to do smoke (laughs) so then it was just like well I'm home and I don't need to roll joints because I'm not leaving so I Mm -hmm. might as well get glass and it was then just like it became my pandemic obsession oh my gosh the collection (laughs) collection literally began with the pandemic it did not exist before the pandemic I try to tell everybody that like In the last year and a half, my weed journey has, like, transformed so much. I think a lot of us have. I think the pandemic changed a lot of our consumption habits. For sure. I'm like, I mean, I'm hoping to get back to a more normal level um, in the next couple weeks. Yeah, like, I didn't dab at all last year, and now I can't stop You can't not do it. Yeah. You need something different, too. Like, I love having a variety. Just like, okay, switch to flowers, switch back to a dab. It's, like, a different experience and all of that. Your collection is definitely, I envy your collection for sure. I, I definitely uh, want to smoke with you and, and all of your pieces because you have such a variety. What information or like what resources or websites or <clears throat> even like Instagram pages would you recommend to someone before they just dive into becoming like a glass collector connoisseur? Ooh, okay. So, other than your page, go to her page. <laughs> It's funny because I feel like I mostly only post about glass on my story. Um, And the way I think about my page is like the grid is for people who are kind of newer to the plant and the story is Mm -hmm. for like more experienced people. Mm -hmm. I don't know how I came to that conclusion, but it's just like kind of how the content works out. I just try not to overwhelm people. So I don't even know. Like, it's funny. There aren't any real glass resources on my page, I don't think. But I should probably do something about that. (laughs) (laughs) What was I going to say? So I'm trying to think, like, I follow the Glass Pass, which is this app that people use to, like, resell their glass or whatever. And they also repost, like, stories of people who are selling their glass. Full transparency, the glass that's posted on there is, like, very expensive. Um, And I Uh, feel like like if you're... Really custom, like, heady pieces, I'm guessing. They're not even all super heady. Some of them are just really nice scientific things. Um... And, like, a lot of my collection leans into that area. But what was I going to say? I don't recommend that because if you're just starting out with glass, you don't need to break the bank. Like, you need to figure out what you like. Yeah, you know what you're buying first. So, honestly, what I recommend is, like, going into your, like, a local shop and talking to somebody about, like, the different kind of perks that there are and, like, what kind of smoking experience you like. Um what was I going to say? There's also this brand Vitae, V-I-T-A-E. I am like an ambassador for them, but more importantly than that, um, they have like a blog on their website that explains like all the different kind of perks and all these things about glass. Oh, nice. Like I've never seen anyone detail before. And so I learned a lot about just like what the different perks do, what they're called, all of that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's super awesome. Um, and it's nice too to just look at their pieces and see like how like why they designed them the way they did and like they're also modular so it's just like it's really interesting for just like learning about glass that's been a great page for me um nice I need to check that out yeah I'm trying to think of like what are some of like your favorite websites or head shops for for buying glass and accessories like if I'm have a hundred dollars and I want to go buy my first bong I don't have I have more than one now but if I was someone who was buying my first bong and I had a hundred dollars what 
what sites or, or head shops would you recommend? $100, I would definitely recommend Mota Glass. It's American-made glass. Shout out to Mota. Yes. Also minority-owned Period. by Susie. Shout out to her. Yes. Um, and they have, like, a great variety. Um, and they are inexpensive, which is really hard to come by these days as far as just, like, quality goes. Um, mm-hmm. They're also American-made glass. Yes, right? which is... Yeah. A whole other thing. Um, I think it's super relevant right now to be addressing the fact that, like, people saying China glass is not appropriate, um, and yeah. that you can Don't just say, say imported glass because also there's glass that comes from other places. And what you're actually trying yes. to imply is that it's like not good quality glass. So that's like a lot of the stuff that's in smoke shops is imp- imported, and so that's why like some of these pieces will break pretty easily or whatever. So that's Mm -hmm. why it's just like important to kind of know what you're getting. I don't think there's anything wrong with buying import glass, especially if that's just what's in your price range. Mm -hmm. The problem is just like tell people that and like why they might choose an American piece and then let them make the decision. And that's really it. Um, People try to make glass like this classist thing. It doesn't need to be that. Like we all here to medicate. We're medicated. (laughs) Chill. Um, I mean, I've had these conversations with people in in my old job and I'm like, do you want it or no? Yeah. So (laughs) I'm I'm like, you know, I like to start from a place of like putting the cards on the table. These are the facts. And now you can make a decision. Um, And, you know, you brought up a point about black women not getting to like geek out about glass and I don't even know a ton of black women who use glass. And that for me, me is either. the thing. It's, it's like, so why? Like, if you think about the experience that you probably want when you sit down after a long day as a femme identifying person, a glass piece is like a really nice, classy kind of moment. It's like a ritual. Exactly. Yeah, it's like a little self-care moment. It's like put the water in. You have to like yes. purposely take these big, deep breaths. Ex- like I prepare for my make hit. yourself breathe. Exactly. Yeah, so like, like it's meditative. I'm like, I don't know anyone else, any other group of people that deserve that more than us. Yeah, I wonder why that is. Now that I think about it, like, I am one of the few of my, like, stoner friends in person that, like, is a really big fan of, like, different bongs. Mm-hmm. And I have all these different, like, uh, I've been experimenting with, like, different e-dabber things. Nice. But no, everyone else is, like, still on Swishers. Oh my. I'm, just, I'm not. <laughs> yes, I feel you on that. Yeah, like, I think... I'm like, I wonder, because it's, like, the element of maybe it looks... It, it looks too druggy to some people. Still, yeah, that's you know? what like, I was saying. I talked to uh, like another Instagram fan about this all the time, like the connection between like glass pipes and crack pipes and what that means for the black mm-hmm. community and how that is off-putting for people. And so like, that's why I didn't want to dab. I'm like, I'm not having a torch in my house. And now I have like many torches in my house. Oh um, man, I've heard that conversation from many black people being like, "Yeah, I'm not dabbing. That looks like you know drugs, drugs." And I've had that thought too. Exactly. Being like, but it's still weed. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, it's really that this is why I like to have these conversations and just like kind of get into the history of what created all the different stigmas that kind of plague us. I wonder what that is. I want the listeners to, to give me their thoughts as to why that is. Because I, ha- I didn't even really think about that. It wasn't even a question until you kind of brought it up just now. Because there are still lots of women, I think, who um, kind of feel that stigma behind, like, being the woman on Instagram or YouTube or whatever that's, like, blowing big clouds. And those women that do, and I'm sure you do, like, still get a lot of hate for it for no reason, like, who cares? Yeah, I actually don't get a lot of negativity around cl- clouds. Um, 
Oh, that's good. Yeah, like no one, every once in a while. Yeah, it's usually like ambient, like somebody said something to someone else that I care about or um, that's really it. No one's ever like, why are you doing that? I'm like, first of all, I'm not going to post a raggedy video. So it's going <laughs> to look good. And also, it always looks I good. curate, like I remove followers. So if I go to your page and it seems like we're not on the same page, you're going to be removed. And that's just me kind of like protecting my own peace and the vibe. Like I didn't come here. I came here to share information, not to be ridiculed because I'm not smoking the way you want me to, even though you get to consume how you want to. Like, I don't know why anyone else cares how people consume. <laughs> I don't get it. But it baffles me and it happens all the time. Like people are so opinionated. I mean, it's the same reason why everyone cares about like everyone else's sexuality. I don't know why they care so much. And I'm sure your queerness has always been, like, a factor in those spaces as well. And, like you said, you've battled with a lot. But as far as, like, experiencing people just not believing you or just, like, just treating you a different type of way or, like, just speaking to you weird because of who you are. Can you give us an example of, like, this happening in this space? I know there was a recent incident when of, of someone, like, stealing a piece from you or something. Oh um, gosh. And how did you like navigate through it? Because this does happen in the industry quite often and we have to realize like it's not always just smoking weed in good times. Like sometimes we are gonna be kind of thrown these challenges that we have to navigate through for the first time. Yeah, so I've had like people just like screenshot my work and repost it to their page. Um and then Oh yes, I've seen this actually many times that's messed up don't do that to people that's fucked up <laughs> yeah and so I just like messaged the person about it and he like flipped out and so then I posted about it and then my followers went to his page and then he was really upset so then he came <laughs> to me he came to my personal page talking in my dms and I'm like okay this is what we're not going to do and it's just like why did you feel the need to do this so then he decides he wants to berate me and tell me that um, all I'm doing is regurgitating information from Leafly. Other people argue with me about sativa and hybrid labels when I'm not the person who made them. And I literally preface the, the content with, this is a highly debated topic. We're going to start here. And then I'm going to get into why these words don't cover everything. And the person didn't read the caption. They just went full steam ahead they just reposted it no i saw the repost like i've seen people repost your stuff in real time and like seen it get removed or see them remove it or whatever and it's wild because i'm like this is up in smoke sessions post yeah and i don't see her tag here that happens often at this point i finally get into a place where it doesn't bother me as much <laughs> um and i typically don't I mean... even respond now just like someone else will send me a screenshot and i'm like thanks and that's really it because it's just the best happen. form of flattery is is, is imitation that's what they so. say i i am never flattered by it i am always <laughs> like why are y'all like this um but oh, it is man. a sign like, that i'm doing something like it, right i guess yeah i'm like that means that what you're creating is so good like multiple people i've seen it in real time on my feed thinking it was your post liking it doing a double dick <laughs> and being like wait a minute and be like wait this is not her page yeah because i didn't see the tag and then in reporting it i have reported people's posts that were yours that are not on your page i love that because oh my gosh. 
I'm also a graphic designer and digital marketing uh, specialist. So I know how much work goes behind it. So it's so fucked up when like someone who has a bigger following or a company will just steal your post yep. and not give you any credit. Like you can, you can use my content. That's what we want you to do. All you have but to do is give ask, the people their credit. Really? Yeah. I just want people to ask. I'll but say yes some people like, ask. I don't want you to repost it. <laughs> like I've had people yeah. ask and I say yes. And then I end up getting more like bot followers than real followers. Uh, and I'm like, this actually wasn't beneficial for me. Why? So at this point, I'm kind of like, I don't want anyone to repost my stuff. Like I, and this is kind of like a pivot that Up and Smoke is kind of going through, but just like, I know what I came here to do. I want to do it. And I kind of want to do it by myself or with other small mm-hmm. creators and not like, with brands or like, mm-hmm. like yeah like I don't companies. I don't want yeah. to anymore because they're all so like yeah. intermixed with other things and I don't need to like I'm not, I didn't make the page to get affiliate money uh I made the page because I just wanted to share my experience <laughs> and like be that black woman who another black woman could see and be like okay this is how I can really take my smoke into the next level know what I'm consuming and like use this plant for me um and so I'm really just trying to like focus on that and pretty much anything that I feel like gets in the way of that I'm just saying no I love that energy no period that's the full sentence no boundaries this is one space Um, where I'm good at saying no I'm not gonna front like I'm good at saying that in my personal life because I'm not (laughs) (laughs) that's okay we're all human what are some of the uh, high points you've had other than, I mean, I feel like saying no is like kind of fun sometimes. So <laughs> what are some other like, you know, positive things that have come from building this page and, you know, creating this audience and community? I would say it's like stuff like this. Like I am a talker and a words person. So getting to like have conversations with other people and just like answer questions or just like talk shit and smoke with people from the internet I've done that countless times now that's what we're doing right now exactly I do it every episode and I've done that now in person with people that I met from Up and Smoke on like virtually with people that I met from Up and Smoke and so if nothing else it's like wow I have this like international community of smokers and like when I go to places Mm -hmm. I can put out a thing on Instagram like yo I'm coming to this city like what's up who can I smoke with like I want to meet some people um because you really do kind of build those r- real bonds, like MySpace era when we were really making internet friends, like Tumblr. Yeah, um, that's what it feels like for real. Yeah, that's especially in the pandemic. It feels like MySpace. Because it's like, that's, this is all we can do. So in the pandemic, it's like, we're just yeah. all DMing each other and going through the motions together. Um, and now I feel like once, as we kind of like go back outside slowly, I want to take those relationships into real life and like, um, think about like events and stuff that I could do and start to like do more activations in person stuff um, and just really try to take what I built online and figure out how I make it manifest into like real life definitely is going to happen for you I already know it because the content you put out right now and just like who you are obviously you're being your your full real self and you're being authentic like you're not presenting a fake version of yourself um, so many people resonate and relate to it. Like I said, I related to it. I saw, you know, it's like, oh my gosh, another black girl. I liked glass. I liked taking big ass bong grips. I love this page because I felt like I was related to in this space. Um, 
what kind of like goals do you have for yourself in the next maybe year or two in terms of your work in the cannabis industry? So I want to start a podcast. Um, Yes, do it. (laughs) Yeah, I want to start a podcast. Like I I did my graduate school thesis on podcast listening experiences and like how to make them better and how to help people find them. And so like I love podcasts. Like I listen to them all day. That's great. Um, But I also like am a talker if you haven't noticed. So I'm like, (laughs) yo, I need my own space to talk my shit about weed and whatever else comes to mind. Yeah, about what you want. Yeah, I'm like, there. I could like, take elements from the newsletter to talk about like there are a number of things that could happen I've not spent any time digging into this but I have known at least for the last like five years that I wanted a podcast but never felt certain about what the topic was and now I feel confident about the topic because I know that I don't want to like go into corporate cannabis like working for any of these brands I'm good like the most I can do for this industry really is like create my content and like buy stocks in some of these (laughs) bad companies but like I don't want to mm-hmm. be intertwined with them I already have my tech thing going on mm-hmm. um I'm I'm good with this what I got uh so I'm just looking for like more ways to kind of like create my own thing on the side and really like turn up and smoke into a little small business that like creates content around cannabis and like mental health stuff. <coughs> excuse me high thought do you ever think you would create a release some up and smoke glass you know it's funny that you ask <laughs> like somebody asked me that before I mean if a glass brand that I respected reached out to me about making some up and smoke branded glass there is like a very low chance that I would say no it would have to be <laughs> real bad for me to say no but, yeah that would be awesome and like because I have ideas around I was even thinking like do I want to be a bong designer uh, I don't draw, even though I'm a designer. Uh, I'm not that kind of designer. But I would learn to draw just so I could sketch out my bong ideas. Like, I have some weird <laughs> color ideas in mind. I like I just love colors and, like, designing things and aesthetics. And so I would love to just, like, design I would them. definitely buy your bong. I feel like it would. I think go. it would, too. Whatever. I'm not how even going. It could cost, like, $1,000. No, nah, I wouldn't want it to be $1,000. <laughs> like, I need to do it for the culture. I'm on my tail far, so I'm going to let people, you know, try to make it somewhat affordable. Let people pre-order this not know uh, StockX thing where you got to go by okay. resale. We're not, not doing like that. A... No. This is okay. not exclusive only. It's for the yeah. people. Okay. I like it. What factors, like, do you believe contribute to a high-quality glass piece? Like, what what things do you look for? Or, like, what perks and little little things? Because I feel like people, when you're shopping for glass, it's very easy to get tricked. Yes, I agree. And think you're getting a high-quality piece. Like, because I've worked in glass. I've been in warehouses full of bogs. we got American-made, non-American-made. So I've seen the little, like, differences mm-hmm. and the little tricks they mm-hmm. do. But for those that don't know, how would you explain it? So there's a couple of things that you look at. For me, function is really important. Like... If I'm deciding not to smoke a joint, it's because I want something that's going to make a hit smoother. So for me, it's like the more perks, the better. I, yes, that's number one. And at this point, I've pretty much instituted a rule of if a new piece comes into my house, it has to have two perks or more because I already have enough like beakers (laughs) or like just bombs with a down stem. So I don't need any more of those. So it's two perks or more. 
Um, and you can find like two perk affordable two perk pieces at like a local shop or whatever. The second thing is like the thickness of the glass. So it's like five millimeters. When you get into like seven millimeters or nine millimeters, it's much thicker, which is great, especially mm-hmm. if you are a clumsy person or just like generally mm-hmm. worried. It won't break. Yeah, much less likely to break. Um, my nine millimeter bong is just supremely thick. <laughs> um, you want to be able to like bounce it off of like a wall, and, and it's exactly okay. with a nine millimeter. I'm pretty That's sure you, you can do do that if test. You can't throw it at the wall, and it's not okay. It's not pretty, okay. pretty much, this is our glass test right here. Um, so that's one other thing. Um, then one thing to notice, just like if it has color, it's going to be more expensive than like a clear piece. Um, mm-hmm. That it's just like adding additional that glass and color colored glass yeah. is expensive. Yeah. Um, trying to think what else. Other weird things to think about is like what size is the joint? So there are uh, like 14 millimeter joints and 18 millimeter joints. Yes, male and female bowls. Yes. You don't want to buy the wrong bowl for the wrong piece. It won't yep. fit. Um, <laughs> which is the same for kind of like a banger. But then with that, you have like the 45 degree versus the 90 degree. I feel like some people are listening and are like, I have no idea what the fuck they're talking about. I was about. just about to say. And for the people who are like, what the hell? The most what important the fuck part. Kind of bangers and nine exactly. millimeters. And what? We're talking about cars now. No, we're talking about. Uh, what was I gonna say oh the moral of the story is make sure you double check the size of your joints and the thing the accessory you're buying to go with it you don't need to know all the Mm -hmm. specifics just make sure it's gonna fit yeah if you don't know all this information because it's so much like I wrote copy for this uh website so I was writing about perks and shit for hours a day so I just randomly have all this information Mm -hmm. And when I say it to other people, they're like, what the fuck are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm glad someone else speaks this language with me. But I know that if you don't know, it's going to seem very intimidating walking into a head shop or going online. And there's easy ways to, to know what to like look for and what you like without knowing all of this. Yeah, my thing is like, you know, if all else fails, like you're going to see a piece and you will feel a thing. And if it moves yeah, you, like, I need that you one. try that one. <laughs> Start there. Yeah, like a crystal. Truly, like it will find you. You will know y'all will have a connection. Do you remember the first bong you ever bought or the first pie? I do. It was piece. a little baby bubbler. It? No, I broke it a couple months ago. Um, but the pay, the picture of it, I think, lives in infamy on a big smoke. My first piece um, is, it was a gift from one of my close friends. And it's a iridescent color changing. I know it's for like a birthday. She was like, "You smoke weed now? I'm gonna bless you." Love it. (laughs) It came in a case. I still have it, and it's an iridescent, like maybe three inch, um, little hand pipe, and it changes colors when you smoke in it. From BC Glass Shop in Houston, Texas. Shout out to them. And my, I'm from Houston, so I have to shout them out. And they have great glass. Find shops, I feel like. Finding shops you really love. Like, I I know you have a couple shops that you, like, always frequent. Um, if you want to shop them out, you're welcome to. Because local shops really do uh, have some great stuff. And then you're supporting a local business. Because most of those places are owned by families. Yeah, totally. Or minority-owned. So shopping from just your local head shop is also, like, equally as satisfying yeah and it's like you get to walk out with the thing which is much better than like waiting a couple days for it to arrive 
with the way the male has been acting I feel like I'm going to buy a piece after this. <laughs> I literally have one that came today, and this is the thing standing between me and the unboxing. <laughs> oh, well, I cannot, I will not. No, it's fine. <laughs> no pressure. Um, my favorite shop here in Chicago, I go to Smoking Buddha. And I just like the shop because the owner is really nice. They have like a nice range of like imported glass and American made glass from like some really cool, well-known artists on Instagram. Um, so I really like to go there. Uh, before I moved here, though, I didn't really go to smoke shops that much because I wasn't really getting anything besides like papers. And I lived in New York, so you could just get them from the bodega. Um, <laughs> so that was pretty much what I did there. But yeah. Yeah, man. Support your local head shops as well. I've always wanted a head shop because I feel like Every, they're always going to be around <laughs> like People they're always forever. a business that they need yeah like everyone's gonna always need a joint or some papers last minute and the smoke shop always comes through well my last question for you before we go um what advice do you have for women that want to get into the industry or maybe want to start consuming weed and are still kind of novice to it don't really know where to start they may be feeling fear hesitant um, for those that are feeling that fear, fear that I'm familiar with, and you might be as well, what advice would you give them? I would recommend that, one, I want to say that's totally normal. Um, I was, like, wrestling internally for a while myself. Like, I think this plan can help me, but I'm ashamed of the fact that I'm even considering this. So you're not alone mm-hmm. in that struggle. Um, what I will say is start with CBD. Um, like, I yes. consume a lot of CBD and THC because they work well together but I found like I was skeptical about CBD flower and then I tried it and I was like oh this actually works when you get like quality CBD flower um it it does so I'm like oh at the very least I feel like if you're like you want the ritual of smoking or you don't mind the ritual of smoking it could be like meditative for you and relaxing in that way and then you could have the CBD to Mm -hmm. add on that relaxation without any of the psychoactive effects that in a tincture, even a CBD tincture, is what I typically tell people if it's like, I find a lot of times people are like, the thing that's plaguing them and they're like, I don't know, it's like anxiety or something that is not physically yeah. um, manifested manifested in a way that you can like see whatever their their ailment is. And so because of that, yeah. we feel shame around like, but are people think, but I think I'm just trying to get high and like, actually that's fine too, but um yeah, I think just like starting with CBD, either flower or tincture or whatever form uh, best suits you. I also have like CBD gummies. Um, that's a great place to start. And if you get more comfortable, then you can kind of dabble in some low milligram or low dose, like a vape or low dose edibles or something like that. But I say start with CBD, see how you feel. Are you even into it before you go investing in the heavy hitter THC? Mm-hmm. Before you start buying all this weed expensive. Okay, it's okay, a whole lifestyle. Wow, there. And buy a hundred dollars worth of weed and like find things you don't like and yeah. just don't make you feel good. Well, I love that. Well, I'm I feel like I could talk to you forever. Now I have to go take a CBD bong hit and go buy a new bong. Thank you so much. Um, well, please send me pictures um, of it. If I do, I have to go run errands today and like I low key am always just stopping myself from going to the head shop Same. I, just like I went yesterday just walk around and just like, like what's <laughs> new like in here go look yeah I just like to go look around not that I need anything I have like four or five bongs it's just always nice to see what's there so now I'm like hmm, maybe after my errands I'll go stop by and support my local head where shop. are you located <laughs> I'm in Long Beach oh nice 
Yes. So I'm like, mm, we got some good head shops around oh, yeah. here. So like, there's a, a a a minority female owned head shop here in Long Beach that I haven't gone to. So maybe I'll go check that Ooh. out. And funny that you said uh, find high quality CBD flower because the sponsor for this episode actually who specifically wanted to be the sponsor for this episode because they're also a fan of your page is 93 Wellness, which is a black owned CBD brand. I don't know if you've heard of them, it. but they're some of the best CBD flower I've ever had. You should definitely try it. I told them they should send you some products. Oh, definitely <laughs> check out their page. Don't- yeah um yeah they have a a cbd strain called wop which i wow yes here for it and it's like the best cbd strain it just makes you feel just like so stress-free and by itself or mixed together so i love that you included that but um now's your time to shine i definitely want you to uh you know let us know where we can find you shout out all the like pages you have if you have any projects or things coming up you want to share just let us know totally so i'm on instagram at up in smoke session um my newsletter is up in smoke.substack.com you can find all of this on my instagram um what else if you want to read anything i've written you can search me on google you will literally find me all my uh, clips <laughs> um, what else was I gonna say? That's how you know you're a good and professional. Right, I'm like, look, the receipts are there somehow. I don't know. It's crazy to me that that happened too. Uh, <laughs> I was like, I don't even know how I got here, but here we are. Um, and that actually funds my black habit. So it's really great that I can create a <laughs> passive income for myself that can fund this other habit all because of weed. It's a wonderful world. Wow, look at that. Uh, I think that's all I got. Well, yeah. thank you so much. And thank you so much for being on. You were so great to talk to. I Like I said, I, I feel like we got lost a little bit in our weave and our uh, glass and every talk. I'm like, confuse some true. people. But if you don't know now, you know. Thanks to our lovely guest. <laughs> I don't know. Exactly. If you don't know, just ask. It just never hurts to ask. Um, no announcements this week. Like I said, if you want to find me, if you want to find the show and all the episodes, you can find me on Instagram at the Marijuana Ayana. Uh, I don't think I have any like giveaways or anything going on. I've been really busy. It's April. It's like the busiest time of year for us, I feel like, because uh, 420 is coming up. I don't know about you, but I've been super duper busy. So I'm just trying to like keep my head above water until 420. And then... I'm actually <laughs> off in between jobs right now. So I've been pretty much chilling which is why i missed your email yesterday oh <laughs> man i wish i was chilling. so yeah this is my second week of a three-week break in between jobs and then can we switch can we switch <laughs> can we please switch places for like a week <laughs> oh you just want to take the last week of my vacation and then switch back yeah wow. that's all i mean everything i do everything i do work-wise is weed related so it's busy it's fun but you know 420 is a busy season so i've just been keeping my head above water until 420 yeah, arrives and then i'm going Ooh, to vegas nice. in may like that's yes. my like treat yourself that's gonna be great in may so if you guys don't hear from me after know Christmas, why i was <laughs> in vegas and got too lit um thank you guys for listening as always this is episode five i believe i've been recording back to back so i'm not 100% sure, but I believe it's episode five. Uh, we're about halfway through the season. As I mentioned at the top of the episode, if you or anybody that you know is a 
minority or woman-owned CBD or cannabis or hemp business and you want to be featured on the show, just let me know. I love featuring uh, fellow women of color and fellow minority-owned businesses in this space. You know, we always need to support each other and I have the space to do it, so why not do it here? And I think that's all. All right, guys, thank you so much for being on. Thank you for listening.